All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, I got Mel Greenberg with me in Santa Monica, California. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Of course. Grateful to have you on. So can you uh, start off and just kick us off um, with a little bit more about you and what you do? Yes. Well, I have recently... And we're sitting outside in Santa Monica. (laughs) Yeah, so So, there's some background noise, that's why. Ambient noises there. (laughs) Um, I've recently released my debut novel, it's fiction, and it is called Running With Our Eyes Closed. I had a career as a writer in radio and television in news and sports, and then I got married, stayed home with, raised my children, and so I was always a writer, but not a fiction writer, so this is, that's, you know, the the novel aspect of this all, if you will, Um, and it actually is about a woman coming to terms with becoming an empty nester and midlife and about to turn 50 and kind of re reinventing herself or figuring out what's next mm-hmm. and this novel takes place over seven days in Italy where she goes to meet up with her husband she really kind of thinks she knows what she wants until she gets there and realizes that he's got some other ideas that she wasn't expecting so it kind of goes through their journey and as much of it is about a relationship it really is her story figuring out and I think we're all going through that you know how to be relevant as we age got it okay so I already have like five or six okay, questions okay. I can so let's start before we get to the book I actually want to yeah. start with the, your career um, earlier on so what okay. you were doing broadcasting I did I was a, okay. a producer and I wrote you know copy okay, got and, and on-air copy in gotcha. uh, news and sports and um, both radio and television. Nice. And I am from the West Coast, thought I was going to move back to the West Coast and ended up in Tucson, not leaving, met my husband, and that's where we have our beautiful home. And it's a great place to write. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And h- how did you get into like broadcasting and sports? Like, Were you into sports? I were... was. Okay. I, I kind of grew up around it. And... Um, from that, the entertainment side of it, just an exposure. I was an athlete as a kid, and I love sports, football. I'm a freak. Oh, <laughs> like really? Just, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I am. What it's... sports did you play? <clears throat> I was a figure skater, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. And w- was that like in the family at all, or like how did you pick up figure skating when you were? No, young? it wasn't actually. I, you just not kinda... in my family. I was. We were. My mom was a concert pianist, um, and then she actually was a producer, a news producer in, in San Diego where I grew up. Yeah. And so that there was that side of it. Um, I just tried it and I loved it. I also was a classical violinist. Okay. Uh, so there's yeah, that. See, I, love, I know it's kind yeah. of like all all mixed. Um, no, but it's really cool. Like it's so. I guess the news thing did that kind of stem from your mom? Like, it did, and okay, I found so interest in it. And I, yeah. I always knew I wanted to go into it. I never really knew what. And to you know, truth be told, I think I always wanted to come here to Hollywood and write for TV. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly just at that age didn't have the courage to do it on my own. I went to college back east. And, and so then I really got into the news. I went to the University of Maryland. And there was nothing more exciting than working in radio. And yeah. I was actually, my job, first job out of school was um, with talk radio. And that was way back in the early 80s. And it was just starting, and it was a fascinating time. And, you know, politically, socially, culturally, so many things were changing, and professionally. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was great. It was a great time to, to go that route. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. And then, so violin, figure skating, 
and then now to a novel. A novel. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Okay, I have I'm to try- tell one really funny thing. Yeah, go ahead. Thing. I'm trying to piece together the puzzle. One, one, about, <laughs> one about me thing is that through yeah. all of those things, I ended up by a fluke through a friend producing floor music for gymnasts okay. because of both my musical background and my athletic background. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, Carrie Strug's music when she won gold. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in, nice. uh, in 96. Yeah. Okay, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so then uh, tell us tell us about the book. Like, what's the title? And then, um, and you kind of told us a little bit yeah. about it, but the root, does it come from anything? Or how did you come up with the story? Okay, so it, it, the yeah. title is Running With Our Eyes Closed. And, yes, it's not a memoir. However, we all write from our own experiences. Background noise. <laughs> this is going to be a very authentic interview. <laughs> yeah, nothing but authenticity yeah. here. The real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a motorcycle, actually, right now. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of cool. He's got this wind visor in front, so... This is how you do an interview. Okay. Um, So I I became an empty nester. I have two boys, a 27-year-old who actually is a director and editor here in Los Angeles, and my younger son is going to be 25 in two weeks, and he left to play football for the University of Kentucky, and I had stopped working, raised my children full-time, which was the most awesome job, and my life is incredible. However... When they left, I was lost, and I, I really mm. started to re-examine who I wanted to be, and I didn't know what was coming next, and my husband and I were actually in Italy on vacation, and and he was very supportive through it all, and he, and he, you know, he said, you love writing, why don't you go back to that, and yeah. so it kind of, over time, and it took about two years from that point, that Samantha kind of started to evolve, mm-hmm. and that was really fun, again, with being in news, and you write what's really happening around you, and... Um, and contrary to, to current rhetoric, it, you really do write what's going on in the truth and try to, you know, yeah. say what state what's out so there. So it does factually. stem from, like, actually what's... Yeah. What's, so then yeah. to go to fiction, I didn't know if I could do that. And I didn't know if I could create characters who were interesting and that would resonate with people. Um, and also, you know, to, to have the pacing and to, to create a story that people wanted to read. And the feedback and the response has been overwhelming and humbling and it's amazing and people are in love with Samantha I think because she's so flawed and their relationship is so messed up but it's life you know they're 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 just trying to figure it out and that's kind of how the title evolved um, because that's kind of something that we're all doing yeah. each day of our lives trying to be better and, and do something better and she doesn't really make apologies for what she does but she's also never completely happy if she you know she's just yeah, your everyday girl, and I do, again, I think that's why it is resonating with so many women, especially middle-aged women. But also, it's fascinating younger women um, are are it's appealing to them because I had somebody at an event that I did here at the Fairmont on Wednesday night with bedside reading, and she was the sweetest young woman, and she's like, "Oh my God, now I understand what my parents are going through." Yeah, you know, so it really it's appealing and resonating on different levels with different people. And there is a lot of, it's, it's for mature audiences. Let me say that. Oh, okay. Off yeah. the bat, this, this book, and it's the first in a series. And it's not to say that every book will have that, that thread. Yeah. However, what they go through and how they connect and, and try and get back to each other. This was, their interactions were vital to their story. Okay. So I do want to say that it is for mature audiences. Okay. Well, well let's dive say. into that because that, that made me perk up a little bit. So, Tell us like one of the stories that was only for a mature audience. That you can say whatever you want on this podcast, by the way. 
All right, well, let's just... <laughs> well, let's my get he- real. Okay, so I'm going to get real. My husband okay. has gifted it to a lot of his friends, and they're calling me, thanking me. They're giving it to their wives because yeah. Samantha prefers action to talking. Okay. So let's say that, and okay. she uses her mouth a lot, and so they want their wives to learn. <laughs> Okay. So she stays. She spends a lot of time in her head, and yeah. there's some. You know, it's in Florence and Venice, so the the landscape is magnificent. And yeah. what better place to yeah. have those things? <laughs> okay. And then you said so. You said Samantha does some. Um, I guess some pretty wild stuff, and she's not apologetic for it. Like, what's? Can you dive a little deeper into that? I. <clears throat> I don't know if I can dive that much deeper into it without revealing, but I just, okay, like, you yeah. know, she she's made mistakes, okay, and, and we're it. not going to learn all those mistakes in this book. Yeah. Um, but even, and even with responding to the things that Michael, her husband, brings to the table, um, book clubs that I've appeared with, um, the, the dialogue between the participants, you know, they argue about her, her behavior, and she's like, well, I wouldn't do, you know, they kind of are negative toward how she has responded to his revelations. And I, I kind of think that that's part of it. Like she, she's, she's somebody who, while trying to be a better person and figure herself out, knows she's not perfect. As mm-hmm. again, that's our journey on this earth. Yeah. And and she doesn't really apologize for it. She's like, you know, again, acknowledging it, owning it. But you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. And yeah. if you don't like it, it's okay. But I'm going to make a difference in this world now that I am almost 50, and I'm going to be who I am. And if, so she's not like, like trying okay. to do like she's not a people pleaser at all. Okay, got it. But she's not like trying to hurt people. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. And that, okay. No, absolutely not. She's, okay. she's not malevolent in any way. Got it. Um, the, you know, she's a little self-absorbed and <laughs> okay. whiny at times. But you okay, know, there's, there's that aspect of her. But we kind of. So, so my next question for you is this: so, like, it's a series. Yes. So, my question is like, do you already have? the whole kind of series planned out in your head or is it evolving as you wrote the first book both both okay um, the second book is will come out early next year okay and it, it truth be told it began in my head the idea it was a trilogy but as I got yeah. into really telling their story I it, it wasn't again it wasn't really about them as a unit it was about her working her way through that and through mm. all the other things um, as your children leave and she has three children and the last has left and and you know they've grown up now who do you want to be now that they've grown up and who can you be yeah because you've got society maybe saying one thing and you're thinking i'm getting old what what do i really bring to the table a lot and that's what she's really starting to realize so then it, it kind of became clear that her it was her story to keep telling and what was really fun at a book club that i did there were i would say most of the women were 65 and older mm-hmm. and they presented an idea they really they're like we want to we want to talk to Samantha in 20 years and we really want to see what she's figured yeah. out because and then they started sharing stories which has been something that's happened as I've done book club appearances like people really open up and it, it's just yeah. been, it's been so incredible to meet so many awesome people around this country and and women who are so eager to to share their stories and be honest and and we really do learn from each other and so that and that really that got me thinking. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, this can't end yeah. like this. This is her story, and she's just going to keep growing. So to some extent, I know where it's going, but to others, other extent, I'm very it, yeah. much open to letting it organically open up. Okay, 
And then, so I want to talk about the writing process too. So like, do you do anything prior to writing to like get into the state of, of writing? Because I think that's the hardest part for people. You know, a lot of people that listen yeah. to this, as I mentioned, are aspiring authors. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people first, their mindset goes to like writing is hard. Uh, or, or I'm not a good writer. One of the two limiting yeah. beliefs comes up for like a majority of people. Yeah. So like um, you obviously had a background with writing, but at the same time, is there like for me, I go on like hikes sometimes or I run and that and then when I get back to my computer, I'm like rested mentally. Yeah. And then I can. So do you have any like ritual? I, you you know, I spend a lot of time in my car. Okay. And, and I actually had a medium once tell me that 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 was my religion. Like my okay. church was my car and I put the music on and I put the top down and I fly. Yeah. And I do nice. and I try and, you know, and I, I make notes to myself, um, audio notes. But I don't and I think that's the most important thing I might impart to your audience, especially aspiring writers. There's yeah. one right way. Yep. And I think a lot of times now there's so much information thrown at us, you know, this you know, everywhere from every angle and oh, yeah. do it this way, do it, you have to blah blah blah. You don't. If you if you have a story to tell, if you have something to say figure out the way that works for you. And mm-hmm. on any given day, one way might work better for me than another because sometimes I like, um, one of my favorite places at, is actually here at the bar at the Beverly Wilshire. Okay. <laughs> because I like like kind of just the energy, picking up energy from different people and, yeah. and their conversations and not that I'm eavesdropping, but you can just tell by body movement and energy what's going on. Yeah. Other times I need to be as far away from humanity as possible. So I find... The, I live in the desert, which is beautiful and quiet, and um, and there's a very spiritual healing sense to the Arizona desert, yeah, um, or the ocean, and I and I benefit from both of those environments. So I think again, what worked yesterday, today, and you know, and a lot of it is is like you say, just clear, clearing <laughs> out all the noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the universe. Right there. That's cool. So yeah, that. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because it just gets really mucky up in your head. And it's like, just get it out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just do it. And I would say to your reader or to your listeners, just do it. Yeah. And, and just start because I start. think, well, and all right. So let me ask this too. When you wrote the rough draft, so your finished rough draft, how much editing happened? Was it a lot? Like, did the medium. book dramatically change? Okay, no, it medium? Didn't, yeah. Okay, it didn't got it. Dramatically so it was more change. like proofread? It was line editing, yeah. Okay, yeah. so there wasn't much, like, the story really didn't change much that no. you had. Okay, got it, got it. And for your first, that's actually really good. Typically, like, I'll, I'll say my first book that I wrote, and it was nonfiction, my uh, editor changed, like, everything. Yeah. Like, it was, like, not even the same book at all, but it was better. Like, I recognized sure. that. You know, my first attempt was not very good. I was like, this is... Yeah. Well, I, so, was, I will tell you that. Yeah. And that actually kind of leads to the fact that I did self-publish this. I created a yeah. publishing company mm-hmm. to, to do this. And part of that experience, and it was the first one, um, was the editing process. And I think the second one, I absolutely will, will employ a content editor. Gotcha. Um, and not that I'm, I love every second of the, this book, the way yeah. she came out. And I'm so happy with her. But I think that that's the next step and the yeah, next, sure. just a learning process and, and curious to see. And maybe, maybe it won't be any different, but I'm going to see. Yeah, definitely. I want to experience that. Yeah. The thing with like the, um, I'd say like the developmental side is you actually don't have to take their feedback. Right. 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 So that's what I, I just recognized for myself. And again, I was like 20 years old. Yeah. Like, and I did I use know. beta readers. I did get <laughs> yeah. feedback through, I mean, and maybe that, maybe that's different. I don't know. Yeah. I did it through the process. 
Got it. Okay. More than after the process. I so, see. And I did have one of my dear friends um, was with me every step of the way. She lives in Vancouver. And I'd sent her every chapter. And it was she was phenomenal to get feedback from because she's never been married. She doesn't have children. She's a few years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And, and it just gave incredible perspective. So I did end up changing. And one thing that was interesting, I ended up through some of the beta reading... Um, adding a lot of different layers to Michael's character because of feedback I got from men. Because, okay. you know, and, and, and men go through this too. Men go through life changes, you know. Yeah. Um, my husband bought restaurants. I think that was his midlife crisis. <laughs> but, but we all go through different things. And men, it's not as recognized as much as far as parenting. Like, they Definitely, do go yeah. through an empty nest. And it was great to get feedback from different men and what they went through and how they were trying to figure out life now that and marriage now that the kids were gone. Because then there's only... Regardless of how many kids you have, there are really now are only two people left in the marriage. Yeah. Once all the kids move out. So so from both you know, genders it was interesting to figure out. And that changed. So my process was not after the manuscript was done, but while it was But during, yeah. Yeah. So actually I'm just curious on that I don't have kids. So like what what was like the biggest change once both your kids left for you and your husband? Like what like what was it or I guess like walks through like the emotional like well, ride, I, like first know, week, where you like, okay, well, this it, is. I, it, it wasn't that kind of pivotal moment. Okay, honestly. it was. Okay. It was like it was like senior year, and 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 just like like running with our eyes closed. I mean, it was just yeah. like blindly, just kind of going now what, and feeling <clears throat> feeling unsure of what to do next. And the way the in fact for me personally, my boys and my husband and I all had a wonderful conversation and. I explained to them, you know, your your dad loves you more than life, but not one single thing about his day-to-day changed. Yep. Every single thing about my day-to-day changed. And I think that's a perspective to take away. And and it can For be sure. if the woman is is the one working, then that's what's, you know, and it's not that like, you know, talk the physical changes. Yes, obviously they're not in the house anymore, but as yeah. far as what he, he he went to his office every day, did his thing every day, talked to them on the phone, but certain things didn't change and and, and you know, it's insecurities. It's as a woman, it's like you're getting older, and like now what? And and I had a career once, and can I get it yeah. back? Do I want that career back? What do I want to do? And and I stumbled along the way and learned from mistakes, and everything that happened, I I look at as a blessing. Yeah. Um, for me, and then and and for men, and one thing. Um, gosh, let me think of. Is it kind of? Or as you're thinking of that, is it kind of like an identity type thing too? Because obviously you're still a mom now, but maybe not as, and I have no idea, it's just a guess, but maybe you're not as like physically active on it. Well, of course. So so that was, it's almost, yeah, it's like a, it's like a job switch. It is. You know what I mean? And and not even in the same industry, like completely different industry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, cause I could see that being, you know, I don't know, I, I've, I've been doing like writing and publishing for eight years, and if I, I don't know, got into cars couldn't. or something like something completely different, yeah. I feel like I would need some time to like reflect, like what am I, who am I yeah. actually? So well, I think too, and, and and as a marriage, you you, you know, you've got this other focus. Mm-hmm. So depending on how closely you stay as a couple, or just uh, become they become the focus, and you kind of do the pass by, you know, just the necessity, uh, and and okay. you lose some connection. So I, you know, it's it's. I think it's a matter of, and this is kind of what Samantha and Michael go through, kind of reconnecting with each other. 
mm-hmm. as a couple, but then as a human being on, in, in both sexes, it's about um, figuring it out. And, and, and I mean, I'm just going to say this. I think it's, it's just a lot harder for women. And yeah. I, mean, I think it's getting better, no, yeah. thank God. But it, it's a much more, it's a much bigger hill to climb because of uh, standards and, and just things that have existed in our society up to now. Yeah. And, we're not done. I don't have one foot in the grave. I, I, grave. I want to be Betty White at my hundred. Yeah, yeah, I love screaming it. Yeah. on the way out. So it's, it's, it's getting cool. to that point though, and not feeling old and irrelevant, you know, and and, yeah. and not wanting to hang on to your kids either and live vicariously through them. It's now about reestablishing your own identity. Yep. And that becomes really important. And I think it's really important physically and emotionally that 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 we all do that. Yeah. So, and reading is a really good way yes, to do that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So on that note, um, so tell us, is the book out right now? Yes. Okay, so where can people get it? And then um, I always like to give like the audience a couple options. So they can get the book in the bookstores, I'm assuming, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. all, all the right. online ones, yes. wherever. Uh-huh. Um, but then your website and then the best social, if they, if they want to connect with you. Connect with me social yeah. on Instagram. It's okay. Mel G. Berg. Um, on Facebook, Mel Media LLC is my Facebook page, and I respond and interact. And um, something that, especially on Instagram, I've become, I just am a profound supporter of indie authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an incredible community, and I've met great authors, and there's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff out there to read, and it's not coming from the big five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> I'm with you there. So listen, thanks for coming on the show. And um, yeah, everybody listening, um, everybody listening, the uh, audiobook actually as well is going to be coming out uh, soon. So right now it's just Kindle and physical. But wh- when's it, the audio? It, it, it launches this week. It's oh, on, it launches it's this now, week. Yeah. So again, very authentic show today. Uh, this is exciting. So it launches this week. So it's live on Audible. Uh-huh. And okay. Amazon and iTunes. And on iTunes. So whatever you prefer, I'm actually an audiobook person. Um, personally, so yeah. I do audiobook. And an incredible, beautiful, talented actress from DC, a star from DC that did the narration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's amazing. You were saying that uh, yeah. prior. Bridget, so, yeah, Bridget Cleary. Qu- quick question on yeah, that. Um, did you, how, how did you like find, because I know, uh, as I was telling you before too, audio is definitely trending right now. So tell us real quick about the process of the audio book like you you found her how and then what was that process of getting it out there well i i registered with acx acx got yep and i actually started listening to demos of of the great bank of of you know talent yeah and then um i was in alpha chi omega university of maryland and i was in bethesda last fall and my sorority sister mentioned that her husband's sister was a long time DC stage actress and might be interested and mm-hmm. would I be interested you know and made that connection for us and it, it, it did work out and I'm just beyond I pinched myself that she accepted the the gig yeah <laughs> and she was so and and the, the fun thing was though watching her process as an actress and working with her through that that how she really got Samantha and it yeah. was really fun to, to see her bring her to life and her narration is just it's that it's been <laughs> unbelievable so if you were to recommend, would you recommend audiobook? Or, I mean, they're all well, good, they're, but... I mean, it really like, depends. Like, I actually do both because I do drive back and forth to California a lot. So audiobooks are yeah. fantastic. And, you know, working out. Yeah. And it's a, I enjoy them. But I also like I'm kinesthetic. And oh, I, yeah. I'm too, yeah. I, I struggle with that because I, I have a Kindle and I it's loaded. Yeah. And I'm ADD, so I have 50 books going at once. But I like the... 
yeah, look with better, you. but I travel so much with the Kindle, but I have, a, you know, stacks of, of course, books at home, and I prefer... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm the same, physical, same but as you. reality is the mm. other options are, are more practical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I see. I have not yet adapted to the Kindle yet. Like I can't. It's hard. It I is like just turn those. Pages. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it feels good. And like your your book has the matte cover, which I prefer over. Yeah. It's just all that it's. And I mean, you it doesn't change the inside of the book, but it's no, like, I know, but it's true. It I mean, is. You there's can something see, about I'm it. Italian. You can see me. At yeah. this no one else can <laughs> hey. tell. Everything I'm doing, I'm talking <laughs> with my hands. Like I have to. Like I want to hold. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I want to hold the book. Yeah, absolutely. Let me see my voice. <laughs> Um, so, so perfect. No, but I'm glad that we brought that up. So, um, for everybody out there that's listening, it is available on all three, um, ways or, or platforms there. And, uh, Mel, I appreciate you coming Thank on the you. show again. It was really fun. And it was <coughs> cool because most of the time it's over the internet, but we're actually doing this live, um, in person. So for everybody listening, uh, that's why if you heard a couple of noises in the background, uh, we're actually <laughs> in person right now in Santa Monica, um, at this cool hotel. So. Um, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, I got Mel Greenberg with me in Santa Monica, California. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much. Of course. Grateful to have <laughs> you on. So can you uh, start off and just kick us off um, with a little bit more about you and what you do? Yes. Well, I have recently... <laughs> We're sitting outside in Santa Monica. Yeah, so, so if there's some background noise, that's why. Yeah, some ambient it. noises there. <laughs> um, I've recently released my debut novel. It's fiction, and it is called Running With Our Eyes Closed. I had a career as a writer in radio and television in news and sports, and then I got married, stayed home with, raised my children. And so I was always a writer, but not a fiction writer. So this is, that's, you know, the, the novel aspect yeah. of this all, if you will. Um, and it actually is about a woman coming to terms with becoming an empty nester and midlife and about to turn 50 and kind of re reinventing herself or figuring out what's next. Mm -hmm. And this novel takes place over seven days in Italy where she goes to meet up with her husband. She really kind of thinks she knows what she wants until she gets there and realizes that he's got some other ideas that she wasn't expecting so it kind of goes through their journey and as much of it is about a relationship it really is her story figuring out and I think we're all going through that you know how to be relevant as we age got it okay so I already have like five or six okay, questions okay. I can so let's start before we get to the book I actually want to yeah. start with the, your career um, earlier on so what okay. you were doing broadcasting I did I was a, okay. a producer and I wrote you know copy advertising okay, and, and on-air copy in gotcha. uh, news and sports and um, both radio and television nice and I am from the west coast thought I was going to move back to the west coast and ended up in Tucson not leaving met my husband and that's where we have our beautiful home and it's a great place to write yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. and how did you get into like broadcasting and sports like were you into sports I were... was oh, okay. I, I kind of grew up around it and um, from that the entertainment side of it just an exposure I was an athlete as a kid and I love sports football I'm a freak oh, <laughs> like, really just, yeah. that's awesome yeah okay. I am what it's... sports did you play <clears throat> I was a figure skater, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And w was that, like, in the 
family at all or like how did you pick up figure skating when you were no it wasn't actually you just not in my family i was we were my mom was a concert pianist um and then she actually was a producer a news producer in in san diego where i grew up yeah and so that there was that side of it um i just tried it and i loved it i also was a classical violinist okay Uh, so there's that i I know it's kind of like all, all mixed um no but it's really cool like it's so i guess the news thing did that kind of stem from your mom it did and i found interest in it and i I always knew i wanted to go into it i never really knew what and to you know truth be told i think i always wanted to come here to hollywood and write for tv yeah um and I, i honestly just at that age didn't have the courage to do it on my own i went to college back east and and so then i really got into the news i went to the university of maryland and there was nothing more exciting than working in radio and yeah. I was actually, my job, first job out of school was um, with talk radio. And that was way back in the early 80s. And it was just starting. And it was a fascinating time. And, you know, politically, socially, culturally, so many things were changing. And professionally. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was great. It was a great time to, to go that route. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. And then, so violin, figure skating, and then now to a novel. A novel. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Okay, I have I'm to try- tell one really funny thing. Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to piece together the puzzle. One, one, about, one about me thing is that through yeah. all of those things, I ended up by a fluke through a friend producing floor music for gymnasts okay. because of both my musical background and my athletic background. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, Carrie Strug's music when she won gold. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in, nice. uh, in 96. Yeah. Okay, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so then uh, tell us tell us about the book. Like, what's the title? And then, um, and you kind of told us a little bit yeah. about it, but the root, does it come from anything? Or how did you come up with the story? Okay, so it, it, the yeah. title is Running With Our Eyes Closed. And yes, it's not a memoir. However, we all write from our own experiences. Background noise. <laughs> this is going to be a very authentic interview. <laughs> yeah, nothing but authenticity here. Yeah. The real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a motorcycle, actually, right now. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of cool. He's got this wind visor in front, so... This is how you do an interview. Um, So I I became an empty nester. I have two boys, a 27-year-old who actually is a director and editor here in Los Angeles, and my younger son is going to be 25 in two weeks, and he left to play football for the University of Kentucky, and I had stopped working, raised my children full-time, which was the most awesome job, and my life is incredible. However... When they left, I was lost, and I, I really started to re-examine who I wanted to be, and I didn't know what was coming next. And my husband and I were actually in Italy on vacation, and and he was very supportive through it all. And he and he, you know, he said, "You love writing. Why don't you go back to that?" And yeah. so it kind of over time, and it took about two years from that point that Samantha kind of started to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. Again, with being in news, and you write what's really happening around you, and. Um, and contrary to, to current rhetoric, it, you really do write what's going on and the truth and try to, you know, yeah. say what state what's out so there. So it does factually. stem from, like, actually what's... Yeah. What's, so then yeah. to go to fiction, I didn't know if I could do that. And I didn't know if I could create characters who were interesting and that would resonate with people. Um, and also, you know, to, to have the pacing and to, to create a story that people wanted to read. And the feedback and the response has been overwhelming and humbling and it's amazing and people are in love with Samantha I think because she's so flawed and their relationship is so messed up but it's life you know they're 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 just trying to figure it out and that's kind of how the title evolved um, because that's kind of something that we're all doing yeah. each day of our lives trying to be better and, and do something better 
and she doesn't really make apologies for what she does, but she's also never completely happy if she, you know, she's just, just yeah. a, your everyday girl. And I do, again, I think that's why it is resonating with so many women, especially middle-aged women, but also it's fascinating younger women um, are, are, it's appealing to them because I had somebody at an event that I did here at the Fairmont on Wednesday night with bedside reading and she was the sweetest young woman and she's like oh my god now I understand what my parents are going through yeah you know so it really it's appealing and resonating on different levels with different people and there is a lot of it's it's for mature audiences let me say that oh okay off yeah. the bat this this book and it's the first in a series and it's not to say that every book will have that that thread yeah however what they go through and how they connect and and try and get back to each other this was their interactions were vital to their story. Okay. So I do want to say that is for mature audiences. Okay. Well, let's dive into that because that, that made me perk up a little bit. So tell us like one of the stories that was only for a mature audience. That You can say whatever you want on this podcast, by the way. All right. Well, let's just... <laughs> well, let's my get hu- real. Okay, so I'm going to get real. My husband okay. has gifted it to a lot of his friends and they're calling me, thanking me. They're giving it to their wives because yeah. Samantha prefers action to talking okay so let's say that and she uses her mouth a lot and so they want their wives to learn (laughs) okay so she stays she spends a lot of time in her head and there's some you know it's in florence and venice so the the landscape is magnificent and what better place to have those things (laughs) (laughs) okay and then you said so you said samantha does some um I guess some pretty wild stuff and she's not apologetic for it. Like what's, can you dive a little deeper into that? I, <clears throat> I, I don't know if I can dive that much deeper into it without, without revealing, but I just, okay. like, yeah. you know, she, she's made mistakes okay, and, and we're it. not going to learn all those mistakes in this book. Yeah. Um, but even, and even with responding to the things that Michael, her husband brings to the table, um, book clubs that I've appeared with, um, the, the dialogue between the participants, you know, they argue about her, her behavior, and she's like, well, I wouldn't do, you know, they kind of are negative toward how she has responded to his revelations. And I, I kind of think that that's part of it. Like, she, she's, she's somebody who, while trying to be a better person and figure herself out, knows she's not perfect. As mm-hmm. again, that's our journey on this earth. Yeah. And, and she doesn't really apologize for it. She's like, you know, again, acknowledging it, owning it, but, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. And yeah. if you don't like it, it's okay. But, I'm going to make a difference in this world now that I am almost 50 and I'm going to be who I am. And if so she's not like, like it, trying okay. to do like... She's not a people pleaser at all. Okay. Got it. But she's not like trying to hurt people. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. No, okay. no, absolutely not. She's, okay. she's not malevolent in any way. Got it. Um, the, you know, she's a little self-absorbed and <laughs> okay. whiny at times, but you okay, know, there's, there's that aspect of her, but we kind of... So, so my next question for you is this. So, like, it's a series. Yes. So, my question is, like, do you already have the whole kind of series planned out in your head, or is it evolving as you wrote the first book? Both. Both, okay. Um, the second book is will come out early next year. Okay. And it, it, truth be told, it began in my head, the idea, it was a trilogy. But as I got yeah. into really telling their story, I... It, it wasn't, again, it wasn't really about them as a unit. It was about her working her way through that and through mm. all the other things um, as your children leave. And she has three children and the last has left. And, and 
you know, they've grown up. Now, who do you want to be now that they've grown up? And who can you be? Yeah. Because you've got society maybe saying one thing and you're thinking, I'm getting old. What what do I really bring to the table? A lot. And that's what she's really starting to realize. So then it, it kind of became clear that her it was her story to keep telling and what was really fun at a book club that I did there were I would say most of the women were 65 and older mm-hmm. and they presented an idea they really they're like we want to we want to talk to Samantha in 20 years and we really want to see what she's figured yeah. out because and then they started sharing stories which has been something that's happened as I've done book club appearances like people really open up and it, it's just yeah. been, it's been so incredible to meet so many awesome people around this country and and women who are so eager to to share their stories and be honest and and we really do learn from each other and so that and that really that got me thinking I'm like wait a minute this is not this can't end yeah like this this is her story and she's just going to keep growing so to some extent I know where it's going, but to others, other extent, I'm very it, yeah. much open to letting it organically open up. Okay. And then, so I want to talk about the writing process too. So like, do you do anything prior to writing to like get into the state of, of, of writing? Because I think that's the hardest part for people. You know, a lot of people that listen yeah. to this, as I mentioned, are aspiring authors. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people first, their mindset goes to like writing is hard. Uh, or, or I'm not a good writer. One of the two limiting yeah. beliefs comes up for like a majority of people. Yeah. So like, um, you obviously had a background with writing, but at the same time, is there like for me? I go on like hikes sometimes, or I run, and that, and then when I get back to my computer, I'm like rested mentally. Yeah. And then I can. So, do you have any like ritual? I, that you, you know, I do? spend a lot of time in my car. Okay. And and I actually had a medium once tell me that 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 was my religion. Like my okay. church was my car, and I put the music on, and I put the top down, and I fly. Yeah, and I do, nice. and I try, and you know, and I, I make notes to myself, um, audio notes. But I don't, and I think that's the most important thing I might impart to your audience, especially aspiring writers. There isn't yeah. one right way, yep. and I think a lot of times now there's so much information thrown at us. You know, this, you know, everywhere from every angle, and oh, yeah. do it this way, do that. You have to blah blah blah. You don't. If you if you have a story to tell, if you have something to say figure out the way that works for you and mm-hmm. on any given day one way might work better for me than another because sometimes I like um, one of my favorite places at, is actually here at the bar at the Beverly Wilshire okay <laughs> because I like like kind of just the energy picking up energy from different people and, yeah. and the conversations and not that I'm eavesdropping but you can just tell by body movement and energy what's going on yeah other times I need to be as far away from humanity as possible so I find I live in the desert, which is beautiful and quiet, and um, and there's a very spiritual healing sense to the Arizona desert, yeah, um, or the ocean, and I and I benefit from both of those environments. So I think again, what worked yesterday, today, and you know, and a lot of it is is like you say, just clearing out all the noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the universe right there. That's cool. So yeah, that. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because it just gets really mucky up in your head. And it's like, just get it out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just do it. And I would say to your reader or to your listeners, just do it. Yeah. And, and just start because I start. think, well, and all right. So let me ask this too. When you wrote the rough draft, so your finished rough draft, how much editing happened? Was it a lot? Like, did the medium. book dramatically change? Okay, no, medium? Yeah. Okay, got it. So it was more change. like proofread? It was line editing, yeah. Okay, yeah. so there wasn't much, like, the story really didn't change much that no. you had. Okay, got it, got it. And for your first, that's actually really good. 
typically, like I'll, I'll say my first book that I wrote, it was nonfiction. My uh, editor changed like everything. Yeah. Like it was like not even the same book at all, but it was better. Like I recognized sure. that, you know, my first attempt was not very good. I was like, this is. Yeah. Well, I so, will, I will tell you that yeah. and that actually kind of leads to the fact that I did self-publish this. I created yeah. a publishing company mm-hmm. to, to do this. And part of that experience, and it was the first one, um, was the editing process. And I think the second one, I absolutely will, will employ a content editor. Gotcha. Um, and not that I'm, I love every second of the, this book, the way yeah. she came out and I'm so happy with her, but I think that that's the next step and the yeah, next, sure. just a learning process and, and curious to see, and maybe, maybe it won't be any different, but I'm going to see. Yeah, definitely. I want to experience that. Yeah. The thing with like the, um, I'd say like the developmental side is you actually don't have to take their feedback. Right. 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 So that's what I, I just recognized for myself. And again, I was like 20 years old. Yeah. Like, and I did I don't use know. beta readers. I did get yeah. feedback through, I mean, and maybe that, maybe that's different. I don't know. Yeah. I did it through the process. Got it. Okay. More than after the process. I so, see. And I did have one of my dear friends um, was with me every step of the way. She lives in Vancouver and I'd sent her every chapter and it was, she was phenomenal to get feedback from because she's never been married. She doesn't have children. She's a few years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And, and it just gave incredible perspective. So I did end up changing. And one thing that was interesting, I ended up through some of the beta reading, um, adding a lot of different layers to Michael's character because of feedback I got from men. Because, okay. you know, and, and, and men go through this too. Men go through life changes, you know. Yeah. Um, my husband bought restaurants. I think that was his midlife crisis. <laughs> but, but we all go through different things. And men, it's not as recognized as much as far as parenting. Like they Definitely, do go yeah. through an empty nest. And it was great to get feedback from different men and what they went through and how they were trying to figure out life now that, and marriage, now that the kids were gone. Because then there's only... Regardless of how many kids you have, there are really now only two people left in the marriage. Yeah. Once all the kids move out. So so from both, you know, genders, it was interesting to figure out. And that changed. So my process was not after the manuscript was done, but while it was But during, yeah. Yeah. So... Actually, I'm just curious on that. I don't have kids. So, like, what what was, like, the biggest change once both your kids left for you and your husband? Like, what like what was it? Or, I guess, like, walk us through, like, the emotional, like, well, ride. I, like, first know, week where you like, okay, well, this it, is... I, it, it wasn't that kind of pivotal moment, okay, honestly. It, wasn't, okay. it was, like, it was, like, senior year and, and, and just, like, like, running with our eyes closed. I mean, it was just, yeah. like, blindly just kind of going, now what? And feeling... <clears throat> feeling unsure of what to do next and the way the in fact for me personally my boys and my husband and I all had a wonderful conversation and I explained to them you know your your dad loves you more than life but not one single thing about his day-to-day changed yep every single thing about my day-to-day changed and I think that's a perspective to take away and and it can be if the woman is is the one working then that's what's you know and it's not that like you know talk the physical changes yes obviously they're not in the house anymore but as far as what he 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 went to his office every day did his thing every day talked to them on the phone but certain things didn't change and and and, you know it's insecurities it's as a woman it's like you're getting older and like now what and and i had a career once and can i get it back do i want that career back what do i want to do and and i stumbled along the way and learned from mistakes and everything that happened i i look at as a blessing yeah. Um, for me, and then and and for men, and one thing. Um, gosh, let me think of. Is it kind of 
or as you're thinking of that, is it kind of like an identity type thing too? Because obviously you're still a mom now, but maybe not as, and I have no idea, it's just a yeah, guess, yeah. but maybe you're not as like physically active on it. Well, like, of course. So, yeah. so that was, it's almost, yeah, it's like a, it's like a job switch. It is. You know what I mean? Like, walks, and and not even in the same after, industry, after 18 years, like completely different job. industry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, cause I could see that being, you know, I don't know. I, I've, I've been doing like writing and publishing for eight years. And if I, I don't know, got into cars or something, like something completely different, I feel like I would need some time to like reflect, like, what am I, who am I actually? So, well, I think too, and and, and as a marriage, you, you, you know, you've got this other focus. Mm -hmm. So depending on how closely you stay as a couple or just Uh, become, they become the focus and you kind of do the pass by, you know, just the necessity uh, and and you lose some connection. So I, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a matter of, and this is kind of what Samantha and Michael go through, kind of reconnecting with each other Mm -hmm. as a couple, but then as a human being in in both sexes, it's about um, figuring it out. And, and, and I mean, I'm just going to say this. I think it's, it's just a lot harder for women and I I think it's getting better, thank God, but it's a much more, it's a much bigger hill to climb because of, uh, standards and and just things that have existed in our society up to now and we're not done i don't have one foot in the grave at grave i want to be betty white at my hundred yeah yeah so it's it's getting to that point though and not feeling old and irrelevant you know and 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 not wanting to hang on to your kids either and live vicariously through them it's now about re-establishing your own identity yep and that becomes really important and i think it's really important physically and emotionally that 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 we all do that yeah so, and reading is a really good way yes, to do that absolutely <laughs> so on that note um so tell us is the book out right now yes okay so where can people get it and then um i always like to give like the audience a couple options so they can get the book in the bookstores i'm assuming like amazon barnes noble mm-hmm. all, all the right. online ones yes. wherever uh-huh. um but then your website and then the best social if they if they want to connect with you connect with me social yeah. on instagram it's okay. mel g berg um, on Facebook, Mel Media LLC is my Facebook page, and I respond and interact. And um, something that, especially on Instagram, I've become, I just am a profound supporter of indie authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an incredible community, and I've met great authors, and there's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff out there to read, and it's not coming from the big five. Yeah, yeah, you know, I can agree with that. <laughs> I'm with you there. So listen, thanks for coming on the show. And um, yeah, everybody listening, um, everybody listening, the uh, audio book actually as well is going to be coming out uh, soon. So right now it's just Kindle and physical. But when's the audio? It it, it launches this week. Oh, it launches this week. So again, very authentic show today. Uh, This is exciting. So it launches this week. So it's live on Audible. Uh Uh-huh. And Amazon and iTunes. And on iTunes. So whatever you prefer, I'm actually an audio book person. Um, personally, so yeah. I do audiobook. And an incredible, beautiful, talented actress from DC, a star from DC that did the narration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, she's amazing. You were saying that uh, yeah. prior. Bridget, so, yeah, Bridget Cleary. Qu- quick question on yeah, that. Um, did you, how, how did you like find, because I know, uh, as I was telling you before too, audio is definitely trending right now. So tell us real quick about the process of the audio book like you you found her how and then what was that process of getting it out there well i i registered with acx acx got yep and i actually started listening to demos of, of the great bank of of 
you know, talent. Yeah. And then um, I was in Alpha Chi Omega at University of Maryland, and I was in Bethesda nice. last fall. And my sorority sister mentioned that her husband's sister was a longtime DC stage actress and might be interested. And mm -hmm. would I be interested? You know, and made that connection for us. And it, it, it did work out. I'm just beyond. I pinch myself that she accepted the the gig yeah and she was so and and the, the fun thing was though watching her process as an actress and working with her through that that how she really got samantha and it yeah. was really fun to, to see her bring her to life and her narration is just it's that it's been <laughs> unbelievable so if you were to recommend would you recommend audiobook or i mean they're all well, good but i mean it really like, depends like i actually do both because i do drive back and forth to california a lot so audiobooks are yeah. fantastic and you know working out yeah. And it's a, I enjoy them, but I also like I'm kinesthetic. Oh, life, yeah, I'm too. Yeah. I, I struggle with that because I, I have a Kindle and I it's loaded. Yeah. And I'm ADD, so I have 50 books going at once, but I like the, the yeah, book with better. You. But I travel so much with the Kindle, but I have a, you know stacks of, of course, books at home, and I prefer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm the same, physical, same as you. But reality is the mm -hmm. other options are, are more practical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I see. I have not yet adapted to the Kindle yet. Like I can't. It's hard. It I is want to like just turn those. Pages. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it feels good. And like your your book has the matte cover, which I prefer over. Yeah. It's just all that it's. And I mean, you it doesn't change the inside of the book, but it's no, like, I know, but it's true. It I mean, is. You can there's something me, I'm, about I'm Italian. it. Italian. You can see me. At this yeah. interview. No one else can <laughs> hey. tell. Everything I'm doing, I'm talking <laughs> with my hands. Like I have to. Like I want to hold. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Want to hold the book. Yeah, absolutely. Let me see my voice. <laughs> Um, so, so perfect. No, but I'm glad that we brought that up. So, um, for everybody out there that's listening, it is available on all three, um, ways or, or platforms there. And, uh, Mel, I appreciate you coming Thank on the you. show again. It was really fun. And it was <coughs> cool because most of the time it's over the internet, but we're actually doing this live, um, in person. So for everybody listening, uh, that's why if you heard a couple of noises in the background, uh, we're actually <laughs> in person right now in Santa Monica, um, at this cool hotel. So. Um, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work.